What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. Tonight, I'm super excited for a new series we got on the Duck Gun Podcast. It is called Wood Duck Wisdom, and I put together the best and smartest, brightest duck hunters I know for um, today's episode <laughs> of this trivia podcast. So um, to give a little back history to it, it is... Um, Spread out amongst three categories. We got duck dogs. We got just ducks in general and then conservation. So it's going to be 10 questions. And some of the questions will be um, multiple choice, potentially. Zach actually is the MC for the event. Um, also, he's he's in the past, he's been known as the audio engineer, but um, <laughs> or young Padawan. He's got, he's got some nicknames, so... Um, but he's going to MC it. He knows all the questions and the answers for us. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We actually did one with Nathan, the pod or the Patreon hunt giveaway winner. But unfortunately, I'm super crushed because we had to toss that episode, just terrible audio from it. Um, and just nothing we could do to get it back. But tonight we got my good old buddy Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting and the North American Waterfowl Podcast. How are you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. I'm I'm pumped. And uh, do you think, what are your odds of winning tonight? I haven't been explained the rules, so I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll probably do okay, but I don't know. My memory is not the best. I'm, I'm a very forgetful individual, so I may do poorly too. <laughs> well, uh, I wish you the best in your endeavors. Did you know? You did not know this, but um, the winner of... The trivia gets to picks, gets to picks, gets to pick a conservation organization, and the Duck Gun Podcast will donate fifty dollars to that organization. So, um, bear that in mind. That's the stakes we're playing for. Um, so, pretty much, there's no winners. Just me. I'm the loser because I have to pay fifty <laughs> <Yes>. bucks. But <laughs> conservation so, yeah, is the winner. Ducks win every time, right? So, if I win, you can send me that bottle of Ducks Unlimited left with you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the co-host of the podcast. Um, not to be confused, the new co-host of the podcast, Hunter D. Rosenvelt, the King of the Cans. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing another, tonight, Hunter? Another beautiful day. In paradise? Yeah, it's always in paradise. <laughs> I got my dad, Duck Gun Dad, <laughs> still reeling from our... Uh, Awesome goose hunt last week. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> a good one to end it on. So, um, and then, like I said, we got Zach Conrad, the MC for Wood Duck Wisdom. So, any questions before we jump into it? Ellie, did you have more questions on the rules? No, I figured you'll just ask questions and I'll answer them. So, unless that's pretty much it. How yeah. do you so, like, oh, yeah, I'll, in I'll give you a rundown. So, there's 10 questions that I have here. Um, some are multiple choice, some are, uh, you know, um, you know, pick three of six or whatever. Um, so you're going to answer the question, each question you get, right. You get a point. There's 10 we go through. And then if at the end there's a tie, we'll have a tiebreaker round to pick a winner. So do we take turns or how do we, how does the work? You need a a pencil and a a pen and a piece of paper to write down your answer to each question. So. Probably would have yeah. been good to know before you sat down, but now you know. <laughs> well, let me see what I got here. <laughs> I, 
He's a school teacher. He's probably going right at arm's reach all the time. Nah, yep. Don't bring that yep. crap home. Uh, hold on, let me go get something. <laughs> sure, go for it. Go for it. So, um, but while he's going, uh, Zach's going to give us some hints so that we have a leg up on Elliot. <laughs> yeah, here. Let me give Here's the Google answer book. to the first three, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ABA. <laughs> yep. If in doubt, always answer C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first, the first, uh, we'll talk about the first one because unfortunately we lost it. It was a really fun episode. Um, you know, I am glad we got this crew together tonight for, for it as well. Um, but we had Nathan here and it was the, our first attempt at it. And it was, I, mean, I think it was a really entertaining episode. And I am really disappointed we didn't get to, um, release it. So just not up to snuff as far as the audio goes, but we will give credit to Nathan. Because Nathan came in as the underdog and beat us both, Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he did beat us both. It's all right. It's all so, good. Kudos to him. Kudos yes. to us. Are you guys confident going into this next one now? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Hunter, you were the, the one that had was, the confidence last time. Yeah. I think our answers, we got like, what, six out of ten-ish, somewhere around there? So, yeah, something like that. Yeah. As long as we're still in that ballpark, you know, I'll be happy. So, all right, Zach, you ready to cue the music and get us into the first round? I am ready. All right, question number one. Retrieving dogs were bred specifically to aid hunters in recovering game animals by bringing them back to the hunter undamaged. Due to this, they are extremely intelligent breeds with a high prey drive and a desire to please. There are six different breeds of retrievers. Name three of the six retriever breeds. Six retriever breeds. Yep, there's six total. Your job is to list three of the six. And you only have to list three. If you list more than three and you get one wrong, I'm going to knock you for it. How is the confidence here? Hunter, do you feel confident in this? Decently confident. Okay. What about I you, think, Elliot? Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I've got five. I don't. I can't think. Of, I'm curious as to. Yeah, I got it. I got this. <laughs> Jordan, how? Are you, you well, I got Chihuahua. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty confident. All right. Does everybody have answers? Yeah. All right. Well, so if we have four, do we just tell you three? Yeah, just tell just me put, three. Okay. Yep. Just write, write three. So. All right, uh, Elliot, lead us off. All right. The top three I've got are Golden Retriever, Labrador Retriever, and Chesapeake Bay Retriever. I have the I, exact three same as well. I had the exact same three. <laughs> uh, I've got Labrador, Golden, and Brittany Spaniel. Uh, I had one other. I couldn't decide between them. All right. The correct answers are Chesapeake Bay, Curly Coated, Flat Coated, Golden, Labrador, and the Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Dog. So hmm. Elliot, wow. Hunter, and Jordan, you each get one. Nice. My other three were incorrect. I should have known that flat coat one. I I saw an awesome flat coat running. I should have hmm. known that. So I had actually never heard of the Nova Scotia 
duck tolling yeah. retriever. I heard um, that one. It's actually I a have, pretty yeah. unique hunting style. So tolling is actually a style of hunting where the hunter will throw a stick or a ball to a dog that's kind of playing on the beach around the water's edge. And the unusual activity of the dog playing will draw the ducks closer to the shore. And then the hunter will call the dog back and sky or um, jump them off the water and shoot. So hmm. it's apparently pretty common in Nova Scotia, but it's a unique hmm. style of hunting I'd never heard of. Is that why the ducks seem to always work in when your dog's retrieving? Yeah. <laughs> always. It must yeah. be. <laughs> the motion in the set. Motion It'd in the set. It'd definitely be an interesting way to, to try and hunt. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't think I'll be taking that up anytime soon. <laughs> just keep a a can of uh, tennis balls in my blind bag. <laughs> your dog may do it without your permission. Yeah. Ooh. I think that's a dig on how well you've been training him. Uh, hey, they were be. slamming you when you were gone. Hunter was talking some trash. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to question number two. How many toes do ducks and geese have? Yeah, that's so unfair. He's looking up at a mount right now. You want me to just look behind me? Just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. huh. Well, you got one behind you. Yeah. Well, I, I can't see any of their feet, honestly. I got a, I got a turkey right here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with this number. I'm, I'm just trying to. What was the? Read the question again. How many toes do ducks and geese have? I mean. Does this little, you know, thing right here count as one? <laughs> Does it? I don't know. The that's dew claw. <laughs> right. That's what I don't know if that counts or not. So it's not as easy as you think. Hmm. So, I mean, I got it narrowed down to two answers. Because I, <laughs> I got a 50-50 shot. I'm ready whenever. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead and read your answers. Six. I put four. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking on one was, foot too. Was, I put four also. I was on one foot. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Maybe none of us got it, but I put three for one foot. I put four. I for put one two foot. on one, one foot, foot, one on the other. <laughs> <laughs> so Elliot Hunter, you guys foot. put four. Yeah, yeah. And Jordan and Eric, you guys put three. No, no six. I put six. I put three as well. Okay. The correct answer is I have four toes, so I only said one foot. But uh, I guess I'll get I was four or say eight. six or eight. <laughs> I picked six so, instead of eight. I was uh, the closest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were thinking per per foot. I yeah, was, I was two at first. Too. But mm. all right. Ducks and geese have four toes in total per foot. Three large toes that are webbed and one small hind toe, and that's called the hallux. Hmm. Um, ducks and geese obviously use their feet for walking, swimming, and flying. Um, but they also act as thermoregulators. Their webbed feet act as natural radiators to minimize heat loss. They also have arteries in their legs, which warms cool blood that's moving back into their body to prevent lowering their core temperature. Hmm. So lots of uses for, for duck feet. (laughs) All right. Multi-purpose. Question number three. According According to the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, which federal agency is responsible for establishing regulations for waterfowl hunting in the United States? So I'm looking for the name of a federal agency that's responsible for establishing regulations for waterfowl hunting in the U.S. 50% confident on this answer. Wow. I'm waiting for the multiple choice. 
<laughs> the multiple choice is coming. <laughs> Waiting for the daily double. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Should we play the Jeopardy theme? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, All right. Does everybody have answers? I do. All right. You can go ahead and read them. Go I'll go ahead, first. Hunter. I did the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Yep. Same. Uh, I put what? United States Fish and Game instead of Fish and Wildlife. I just I, missed that I took last word. Dang it. Federal Wildlife Management Agency. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> I'll say that is. <laughs> the correct answer is the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. I put My, department. I didn't put service. So I'll, I'll be honest on that. If, I don't know if that uh, disqualifies me. Fish and wildlife. I'll, mm. I'm going to disqualify. I'm going to be picky. Yeah. I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it to Hunter. It. All uh, right. The Migratory Bird Treaty Act includes four treaties as of today. One with Canada, one with Mexico, with Japan, and with Russia. These treaties establish guidelines for managing migratory birds to ensure the sustainability of all migratory bird species. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, a Department of Interior entity, is responsible for authorizing the harvest and associated regulations to protect migratory bird species. So they're the ones that have a say on how many birds of each species can be harvested, how many days or seasons can last, what dates we can hunt, etc. So, I heard you pretty... say department in there. Just going to say it. <laughs> I heard the word department. It's a department of interior. <laughs> That's the <laughs> overarching department that they're a part of. But So it is a department, huh? I, I guess it's, you could say it's, it's a, a department, segment of a department. That's not the name. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the core part of the name right. <laughs> well, I'm going to be picky. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come up with a new opening for our trip pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. The current scores is Duck Gun Dad has zero points so far. Jordan, you have one point. Hunter, you have three points. Perfect game so far. And Elliot, you have two points. So just behind Hunter. It's still anybody's game. Still plenty Elliot, of games. What was your left. answer on that one? I had United States Fish and Game. Mm. All right. Question number four. Rank these duck species from greatest to least based on the breeding populations according to the 2023 U.S. Fish and Wildlife Waterfowl Production Survey. Redheads, blue-winged teal, and northern shoveler. So this is based off the chart that Ducks Unlimited famously summarizes each year. It's a survey done by the Fish and Wildlife. And the three birds are... So the three uh, birds are Redhead, Blue-Winged Teal, and Northern Shoveler. I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use a lifeline? Maybe we should come up with lifelines. Hey, John Devney, it's uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> so your job is to rank them from greatest to least on population. Mm between redheads, blue-winged teal, and northern shoveler. 
Does everybody have an answer? Good to go. All right. Go ahead and read them out. All right. I'll go first on this one. I want blue wings, shovelers, and redheads in that order. I did the exact same. Yeah, me too. Oh, wow. I'm probably going to lose again. (laughs) I I went blue wing, redhead, shoveler. I wasn't okay. sure about that second one. I, I don't know between redheads. And I was, yeah. Shovelers. I that wasn't was either sure. Now that we're all confident about that one, it'll be the shoveler and bluing that's switched. Look, <laughs> look at that grin. Look at that grin. <laughs> the correct answer is bluing teal, northern shoveler, redhead. Everybody uh, yes. did pretty good. Everybody. So, all but one. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't going to call that out, <laughs> but. Do you have the numbers <laughs> on those, Zach? Yep. So, um, Blue and teal have a total population of 5.25 million, followed by the northern shoveler at 2.86 million, and lastly, redheads are 931,000. Oh, so, so it's quite a bit different. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was that many There's shoveler? quite a big difference there. Um, some people do take issue with the methods used by the survey, um, which is primarily flying in an aircraft over a set historic path in which the duck's breeding range is, and estimating how many birds are seen. Um, they then use historical mathematical models to estimate duck populations. In recent years, this method has been criticized for being inaccurate, but as of today, it is the current way that they measure populations. So, what do duck hunters not criticize? Just to be honest, <laughs> yeah, just about everything. It <laughs> is just about everything. I'll give you that. Can't Our- even enjoy a good wood duck hunt without people giving you crap. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, man. <laughs> All right, question number five. Known as the father of wildlife conservation in Canada, this man established a renowned waterfall <laughs> sanctuary, and his name is well and his name is well known for his highly sought after waterfall bands. Oh, Who man. is he? I, I know it. I'm just thinking. I gotta think this for a second. Hundred um, percent. If I don't get this one, I'm gonna be legit. I tech. know what it is too, but like I'm trying to think. It's going to be on the tip of my... I'm just going to keep filling the airwaves so you can't think about it. I got it. <laughs> oh, I got it. What, was, what was the first statement again of the question? Oh, I'll it's Justin the question. Trudeau. Known <laughs> as the father of wildlife conservation in Canada, this man established a renowned waterfowl sanctuary, and his name is well known for his highly sought-after waterfowl bands. Who is he? Wow. Justin Trudeau. This the one's second. a little more of a tough one. You either know it or you don't. I'm I'm still waiting for this multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. The next one's multiple choice. You got your answer, Elliot? No, I don't have an answer. Mm. You don't have an answer either, Dad? I took a guess. Okay. I feel Aldo like once Leop- I say it, it'll be pretty obvious. Aldo Leopold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I wrote down, but there's no, the band part is... It's... Uh, it's Jack Miner. Yeah, that's what I put down as Jack Miner also. Let's see if we're we right, Zach. Yeah. Elliot, did you have an answer or no? Well, I wrote down Aldo Leopold. Okay. I know he's not associated with bands, so. The correct answer is Jack Miner. Hmm. Wow. So, Hunter and Aldo Jordan. Leopold is the king, the father of, maybe not in Canada, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know he was Canada. Or is that yeah. American? I don't know either. <laughs> he's he's from Canada. So uh, the Jack Miner Bird Sanctuary was started in 1904 when Miner bought some tame geese from a neighbor and put them on his pond. 
The tame geese attracted wild geese, and he created a sanctuary from this. He's best known for pioneering waterfowl banding. In 1909, he Mm. banded his first mallard, and he's tagged well over 100,000 ducks and geese in his lifetime. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone here shot a Jack Minor band? No, I don't even think I know anybody that shot a Jack Minor band. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody who has. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he lives in Southern Indiana. Hmm. But every once in a while, yeah, you hear about somebody shooting a Jack Minor band, and it's like it is it is a highly sought after band because it's um, pretty rare. Mm-hmm. So do they do they double band those or they single? Don't they they double band them now because um, they do one Jack Minor and then they do one from U.S. Fish and Wildlife Department. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so they do one for each because they they work in conjunction together. Right. Um, so they're always double banded, I think. Uh, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but one of the yeah, cool didn't... things about the Jack Minor bands too is they put Bible verses on each one. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And right. didn't, so, yeah. didn't Jack Minor have a giveaway last year with a gun on one of his bands, if I remember correctly? I'm not I sure. I did not hear that, but that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Because they have <laughs> like, a Jack Minor has rewards. Yeah, Jack Minor has reward bands too. Right. So uh Zach, didn't you say that in nineteen oh one he banded his first bird? He banded his first one in 1909. 1909. He's not alive. <laughs> no, he's not alive. Right? But you, but these guys are talking like he is. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the organization. The <laughs> okay, so now there's an there's an organization that continues right the work. So, yes. And it's called what? It's the Jack, Jack Miner, Miner Bird Sanctuary. Okay. Yeah. So they have the same. I think it's around three or four hundred acres, um, and they do a lot of goose banding but they do ducks and geese so yeah yeah actually uh weatherby did a, a documentary piece i call it documentary uh film on it recently too really so to i'm pretty sure out. it was a weatherby gun that was on the band i'm gonna be was honest it? okay i'm pretty sure yeah it might have been cool all right question number six this one's multiple choice this underrated waterfowl dog is also the state dog of wisconsin the answers are or the options are A, American Water Spaniel, B, Standard Poodle, C, German Short-Haired Pointer, or D, an Irish Setter. Can you read those one more time? A, American Water Spaniel, B, a Standard Poodle, C, German Short-Haired Pointer, or D, an Irish Setter. So it's a Man, waterfowl a- dog that is also the state dog of Wisconsin. That's a tough one. If the state dog of Wisconsin is a poodle, though, I'm going to lose a lot of respect. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Is it Wes oh, or Wes? Wes. Wisconsin. Wes. You say Wisconsin because your mom says Wisconsin. Mm. That I heard that in that podcast. Well, we're continuing. I checked. It's still a four star, so it's still Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. Until it changes to Wes, it's Wes. So Wisconsin. <laughs> And I uh, hope is not a poodle after that because uh, I'll probably get some more four stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man! Does everybody no, have not, an answer? I, I don't you. have an answer. Read them one more time again. Okay. I was too busy uh, complaining about a, those cheese heads. American Water Spaniel, B Standard Poodle, C German Short Haired Pointer, or D Irish Setter. Okay. I'm everybody good. got one. All right, go yep. ahead and read them. I choose D. Mm. I choose D as well. Would you go with Elliot? I went with American Water Spaniel. 
I went with B. I went with the poodle. <laughs> <laughs> All you right. saw Zach's reaction to me saying poodle. And that's it, wasn't it, Hunter? No, I just was like, well, I actually know someone that hunts with a poodle. So, like, I was like, you know what? There's just <laughs> such a slim chance that one's crazy enough it might actually work. <laughs> the correct answer is A, an American water spaniel. <sighs> I even crossed it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spain was a good that little water dog. second. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> the American water spaniel last. is native to the lake country of the upper Midwest, and they were bred specifically for icy waters and marshy banks on the Great Lakes. They typically weigh around 25 to 45 pounds. They're smaller than most retrievers, Mm. but they are considered to be very tough and resilient dogs. They also fare well in the upland woods, so they make great all-around hunting dogs. While they are the state dog of Wisconsin, they are a rare breed. Mm. So So it was like a Boykin Spaniel. Is that that something totally different? It's something different, but they're similar. (laughs) Okay. All right. People have Springer Spaniels for waterfowl, too. Springer Spaniels are nice Mm -hmm. little dogs. I thought it might be like a utility dog with Upland because Wisconsin has a lot of uh, yeah, Upland like, as well. But yeah, so I started with GSP and then I crossed it out. I'm like, ah, oh, that's too much of a current popular breed to be yeah. what it is. Um, but I'm just glad it's not poodle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they suck. All right. <laughs> I was hoping. I'm not gonna lie. Just so you guys had to eat crow. I've seen some. You know, some people do hunt with poodles, but poodles know. are pretty sweet. But yeah, they they look a little. They're, as long as it's not like one of those miniature, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those miniature, yeah. What are they called? With like a know, it's a standard poodle. Or... Standard, yeah. A standard is a miniature one. No, no. standard poodle. Oh, yeah. Standard. Yeah. Anyway, what people hunt with. But gotcha. Yeah. All right. I mean, it came from the German word for puddle. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's that's where the name poodle it's derived from. Mm. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. See. I think you should get a. You should have had a question related <laughs> yeah. to the, the naming of poodle. the puddle dog. And, by, and also, your great great grandpa had a national champion Irish setter. Okay, there hmm. you go. All right, the current scores: Gut, Duck Gun Dad still is at zero, unfortunately. Jordan has three. Hunter has five, and Elliot has four. I thought Hunter so, only had four. I thought he was one ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> that is one ahead. I've of only me. missed yeah. one question. It was the last one. Okay, you've only missed yeah. one. All right. All right. Question number seven. What French-derived word describes a style of dugout boat that is not only a staple waterfowling boat in Louisiana, but is also used for fishing and trapping? Oh, I know this. Ooh. Do I have to know how to spell French? I'm not spelling that at all. Just so clear. You don't got to know how to spell it. Do I have to know how to say it? (laughs) These questions are... uh, You should have to at least come close (laughs) in your pronunciation. (laughs) Okay. I would think you would have to come close in the pronunciation. I think I've heard this before, but I I have no remembrance. Well, we've we've had multiple people on from Louisiana that all talk about it. So, oh yeah, like yeah. we had the Bayou Beast, and he talked about. I know I the Bayou it. Beast talked about it. He talked about, you know, using his own What's tools. That thing. We talked. Up. We've had a uh, falling tide on. He talked about. I know he's talking using about it. it as well. So, unfortunately, if you're not like a co-host of a or a, a host of a podcast <laughs> yeah. talking to people from Louisiana, it might be a little it tough. It tough. It's not a canoe. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I think they're pretty Kayak. sweet boats. 
All right. Well, do you uh, want to tell us what it is, Jordan? It's a, it's a Poru. I had thought it was pronounced Puru, but yeah, I was pretty close. I, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced P-Rogue. P-Rogue. Yeah, that's, a, that's another well, way I heard I it. I think Elliot's got it. Yeah. I think we're, t- we're all talking the same thing. Is that close enough for I the spelled it P-R- P-E-R-O. I thought there was a G in it. I'm not going to lie I to you. I, I no thought idea. it was a P-Rogue. O-U-G-H. Yeah, P-Rogue. I thought it was an O-U-G-H. I knew I, knew I didn't spell it right. Yeah. At, I can tell you that. E-A-U. P-E-R-E-A-U. Wait, what if it's French? It it, or something. <laughs> what'd you say, Elliot? What, what, how'd you pronounce it? I said it? P-Rogue. P, P-Rogue? Uh, but, the, but the G's, I, I don't think it. the G's quite that enunciated. It's like P-Rogue. The correct oh, answer <laughs> is P-Rogue. And Elliot, mm. you said it correctly. So at, at least what mm. I deem to be correct. So <laughs> a P-Rogue is a small watercraft resembling a mix between a John boat and a canoe that was first used by Native Americans in the swamps and marshes of Louisiana. The French further developed the P-Rogue during their fur trade to assist them in hunting, fishing, and trapping in the backwaters of the American South. P-Rogues are usually less stable than kayaks, but they draft much less, making them great still water and shallow water hunting boats. So I think they're pretty sweet boats. I would love to own one one day. So Mr. Arbitrator, sir, the best young Padawan, who's getting points for that one? (laughs) I'm giving it to to you two, (laughs) even though it was close enough. (laughs) Asterisk. <laughs> There's going to be an asterisk beside this one, just like the one beside the wood duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number eight. A brewer's duck is a hybrid between which two duck species? The question is, a brewer's duck is a hybrid between which two duck species? Has anybody ever shot a hybrid here? Nope. 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 No, I haven't even shot like a... Is a model duck considered there we go. a hybrid? Or are they still considered so. their own breed? They're I their own exactly. we, we had a little momentary uh, lapse in internet connection there. Um, can you read the question for question number eight one more time? Okay, yep. Question number eight. A brewer's duck is a hybrid between which two duck species? So oh, I think cute. I've shot a hybrid between a mallard and a black duck. Not that that's anything special, but I think that's the only one. Right. Isn't there Is like there, uh, something on their speculum? It just has the, yeah, it has the white bar in the speculum. Yep. If it has a white Small bar in the speculum, bar. it looks like a, a black duck, then it's a hybrid. If it has no white bar in the speculum, then it's a pure black duck. Is, there now, more, bu- is it more common to get a, a pure black duck or a hybrid? We don't have them here in our so. area. Um, it's probably about 50 50 in our area because hmm. we're right on the line of the population of black ducks and mallards. Um, so in our area, it's about 50 50. Dad shot a true black duck, he just got back from the taxidermist from last December. Um, and I've probably shot three or four, and it's been about 50 50 hmm. for me. Yeah, see, I've only ever seen two shot, and I couldn't tell you if they're pure or not. So you have to just look at the speculum look right there. If you see a white bar in your area, it, I would be surprised if they're pure, but I mean, it could happen for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, weirder things happen on, on migrations, birds getting blown in weird places. Like, uh, somebody shot, um, a long tail in Nebraska, I believe it was last year yeah. and a sea duck. Right. So there's, there's definitely some instances of weird ducks being in 
weird places. Mm-hmm. This year on the Great Lakes, um, one of the hunting guides uh, that hunts an area near where I hunt, um, he killed three harlequin. Hmm. Mm, nice. Layout hunting. Wow. So a four pack came in, and the guy that was shooting tripled. Luckily. Oh wow! But, That's yeah. incredible. Right. I saw somebody posted that there was a harlequin, like over was it in St. Joe County that was in a at a park. Mm. Just like a few days ago. Right, yeah. Uh I mean, yeah, it could happen for sure. The Cavs actually saw um a harlequin over on one of the lakes of all things where they hunt. Hmm. And it's a That's small cool. it's a small lake, it's not really that big. So So the brewery well, going back to that black right. duck. That black duck was together with a mallard drake. It was a black duck hen mm-hmm. and a mallard drake. And they flew in together and I shot them both and I got them mounted together, but they were going to make hybrids. Potentially, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But but it was pure. The black duck was. Right. All right. So question eight. The brewer's duck is a hybrid between which two duck species? What are the answers? I went with I'm not, like, pintail mallard I, on this one. It's not pintail mallard. Is it? I know I'm pretty sure it's not on that, but man, I'm not I'm not really big into like some people like really love hybrids. And like live and die for it. There's like a, what's this guy, the guy on Facebook? It's like Ben Pierce or Ben something or other. He's all he does is post like pictures of hybrid ducks. He literally has ducks in his backyard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't follow it along well enough to know like the names of specific hybrids, but, mm. um, it's not, I know that it's not Pentel Mallard. At least not, I shouldn't say it. No, I'm fairly confident. All right, what'd you I, put went down? With, <laughs> I went with Mallard Gadwall. But it could be, I think it's Mallard Gadwall or Mallard Widgeon, um, but I wasn't sure. Mm. I, I, I went Mallard Mexican. Mallard <laughs> <laughs> Mallard Mexican. Just <laughs> They're close anyways, right? <laughs> I put Mallard Gadwall. All right. The correct answer is a Mallard and a Gadwall. So Jordan and Elliot Dang. got that. A brewer's duck is a hybrid between a Mallard and a Gadwall, and they're very uncommon. Uh, but it does occur naturally. Brewer's ducks can have unique appearances, but a few characteristics are typically the same. The leg color is orange. The breast typically has scaly pattern, uh, the scaly pattern of a gadwall, but a brown undercoat like a mallard, almost like a, the pattern of a wood duck breast. Um, the body is mostly gray, and they have straight black tail feathers, almost resembling a pin. The heads can look different between brewer's ducks, but they are usually green with brown mixed in around the cheeks. The first brewer's duck was discovered in 1822, when a man in Louisiana shot one. Initially, they believed it to be a new species of dabbler. And Hunter, a, a, a little thing on mallard and pintail, it's called a pinard. Mm. Huh. And that Pinnard. is definitely a dream Never heard of mine. Pint, a pintard? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't repeat that. That's a trap. <laughs> but like, okay, so I honestly, I didn't know that it was a pinard was a thing. I've heard of brewers. I don't know why a brewer, like you have any of the other names? Like what's a, a mallard and um, like a wood duck or a mallard and a black duck or a mallard and a widgeon? Do you have any of those names? Or? I don't have any of those names. Hmm. So I know mallard you... gadwall is, I think, one of the more common hybrids, which is why it's called a brewer's uh, duck. Okay. Um, and then a pinnard is one of the more desirable hybrids. I know that much. It literally right. looks like a mallard with a pin and then like a brownish green head. They're really cool looking. It's- the pin actually is curled up because we actually right. shot one um, a few years ago 
and almost ended up on my wall, but it ended up on someone else's. I was part of it. It was split, but I didn't end up with it. So I'm still a little bitter on that one. <laughs> Understandably. You didn't wrestle him for it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. There's a long, there's a longer story to it, but we won't get into that tonight. Okay. All right. Question number nine. Wait, what's the tally here? I'll, I'll get we to don't it care about after this what next the question. Is. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Which state harvested the most bufflehead, the, su- the superior duck, during oh the goodness. 2022 to 23 waterfowl season? Your options are A, Michigan, B, Virginia, <laughs> D, sorry, C, Wisconsin, or D, Texas. Wow. That's hard. Yeah. It's definitely you know it's not Michigan. All right, so you go through the options again. Yep. As many as Zach shot, it wasn't Michigan. <laughs> A, Michigan. B, Virginia. C, Wisconsin. Or D, Texas. So the most bufflehead in the 2022 to 23 waterfowl season. You know what? I went with one and I switched my answer. Hopefully Just you switched the it wrong. on your face. <laughs> Everybody Are you one? confident in it now, Drew? Yeah, I got it, yep. Everybody have an I'm answer? I'm confident. I got 100% accuracy on this one. All right, then you go first, Mr. 100% right. Accuracy. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the bufflehead harvester. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went with I said, Michigan. I went, I went with Texas. I went with Wisconsin. I went Wisconsin. All right. That's what I had because you think, I mean, they're, they're, they got a ton of lakes. Mm-hmm. They got Mississippi River that goes right through it. They got a lot of hunters. That's what I started with. But I'm like, man, Texas is huge. Yeah, and they have the coastline true. and no people kill a lot of ducks on the coastline. Yeah. Including divers. So All right. Well, despite your thinking, everybody's wrong. Oh, the answer Virginia? is B, Virginia. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Sleeper would have been my last pick <laughs> out of all of them. Thomas never shot buffies. Huh. <laughs> all right. So, Virginia harvested 16,101 bufflehead. God um, dang. In 2022 to 23. I actually expected the U.S. harvest of buffalohead to be higher than it was. So, um, in the Atlantic Flyway, there was 60,000 harvested. In the Mississippi Flyway, there was 53,000 harvested. In the Central Flyway, there was 20,000 harvested. And in the Atlantic Flyway, there was just short of 37,000 harvested. So the total U.S. harvest of bufflehead was 171,000 birds. And the estimated mm. total population of bufflehead is 1.3 million. Mm. But they are difficult to count. This is kind of a throwback to the previous uh, trivia. That's not going to make it. They nest in trees. Hmm. So Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We should give a bonus. Let's have a bonus question. See if Elliot can get this right. Um, but ask him the ask him the 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 tree nesting bird question. Do you remember it? Uh, I think so. I can pull it up though. <laughs> well, it just name it's, name three birds that nest in trees, Elliot. Three waterfowl three or species. Um, yep. Not including bufflehead now. Uh, that nest in trees. Yep. All right. Wood right. duck. Wood duck. Um, black bellied whistling duck. Um, and there's a fabulous tree duck. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty. Yep. That's the, yeah. He got that. So there's, but the there's, other ones are surprising cause there's six. There's seven or seven. Okay. So there's a wood duck, a golden eye, buffle head. Golden eye. Really? Golden eye. Right. Uh, common merganser, hooded merganser, 
and then the Fulvis Whistling Duck and the Black Belly Whistling Duck. So I would have bet thousands of dollars on that golden eye one. <laughs> I would have argued hard on that. You should have just right. told me. <laughs> so I, I knew that I knew that Mergs did because they uh they still wood duck boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, so that's how I got that question right last week. Man, well, I wonder where golden because golden eye goes so far north. I wonder where they're at. That they're so nesting GoldenEye and Buffleheads both nest in northern Canada in old woodpecker woodpecker um holes in trees. Really? Right. Yeah. Is that in the boreal forest or yes, what? Yes, it's in the boreal forest. I never would have guessed cool. that. That is cool. Yeah. They're super unique duck. Could you imagine walking up and having a freaking bufflehead fly out of a tree at you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was when I was researching for this, there's a bunch of pictures online of Bufflehead and like wood duck foxes. Hmm. It was huh. it seemed foreign to me, but yeah. way up north then. Yes. But interesting. All right. The current scores. Duck Gun Dad still is at Kusek. <laughs> Jordan has five. Hunter has six. And Elliot has six. Wow. So it is still a tight game. And the, and the last one is worth seven points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into question number 10. The oldest snow goose on record was a blue morph. That was harvested in 2020. How old was the goose? And it is going to be to the nearest month. So an example is like 10. Well, it's like 10 years and eight months is an example. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, I'm going to have to do math like 400 (laughs) months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I remember the Facebook post for this. But I don't know that I remember. Do you really remember the, the exact month? I remember the post too, but I don't remember the months yeah. either. I'm, right. I think I I'm close on idea. the years, but I don't think I'll get the months wrong for sure. Do you remember when the post was made? What year? You said it was like 2020, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Sorry. Was... <laughs> I should have just been like 2020. 20, 2020. <laughs> I was sick in bed with fake COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. What are your answers? Let's go. Let's let Hunter go first. He seemed real confident. All right. I got 26 years and four months. No way. That's the exact <laughs> number I put. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Elliot? I got a bigger number. I I remember it being in the 40s. I got 42 years. Wow. Three wow. So my my second answer is 32. But I, My I, second I, answer I is 32 that. also. That's not fair. <laughs> what do you got, Dad? I think I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I put 21 years, six months. Hey, you might be the closest. We'll find out. All right. The actual answer is 30 years, eight months. <laughs> so Hunter and Jordan both get a point for that. Uh, but uh, yeah. I was, think we should tie break. I think we need a tie break on the point. We have to have down a, to the date. We have to have a tiebreaker question on the question. Yeah. Can you get do you have one for that? You want you want a tiebreaker question for the question. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes. Because if because okay. if I win this point, then I win overall. But if Jordan wins the point, then there ends up being a tiebreaker between Elliot and I. Okay, I'll give oh, you wow. a, a tiebreaker True. question for the question. Come on, Jordan. 
All right, here's your tiebreaker question. I cut open a Winchester Express snow goose shell, which was three inches, 1.25 ounce steel shot BB. How many pellets were inside the shell? One more, one more time on the on the shot size. It is a three inch, one and a quarter ounce BB steel shot. Oh, okay. How yeah, many pellets? I'm good. You got it, Jordan? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, yeah, I got to guess. If you two put the same number this is, again. This is not a good one because he literally has <laughs> spreadsheets of shells. and He's probably referring to him. He, yeah, he said he's going to refer to him for these questions. So I did not cut open ticked. one of these. I will be honest. Okay. All right. All right. What are the answers? I went with 111. I went with 98. Jordan wins. The answer was 90. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had 83. Oh, wow. That was close, too. Sweet. All right. I need to find another so tiebreaker be because tie Jordan between Hunter and, and Elliot are all tied at six points right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give me one sec here. Wait, did you give me the pro root question? Okay. Yeah, he gave it to you. Yeah. He okay. gave it to both of you. You're, you're questioning my pro Piro. Peg whatever. Piro. Piro. All right. You know there's someone from Louisiana just screaming four star. It's not Pogro. We know one thing about people from the south. They're very gracious about things. I'm sure they're fine. Okay, here is the tiebreaker question. The winner of this wins the entire game and picks where the donation goes. The fastest waterfowl species ever reported was a red-breasted merganser that was being pursued by an airplane. What was the recorded speed of the merganser? I've seen this actually as well. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, I've seen this post or whatever it was, but again... Like the story, you're like, oh, that's so cool. But uh, yeah, can you re- like it was being pursued by what now? The fastest waterfowl species ever reported was a red-breasted merganser that was being pursued by an airplane. What is the reported speed of the merganser? So from what I can tell, the the airplane matched the speed of the merganser, and that's how they got the the Whoa, actual. Wait a minute, that totally changed. Was it like mind. a single single propelled like single propeller? I'm so airplane. I assume so, but I'm not right. sure. Or is it like a, a fighter jet? Like yeah, it's breaking the sound. Barrier. It was a 747 <laughs> trying to keep up with this thing. Hmm. All right, does everybody have an answer? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I got. It. Give I think, me. Give me I feel like my answer is laughable. <laughs> Uh, it's laughable. Okay, Do you think it's mine. too high or too low? I think it's too high, but I can't remember. I think mine's too high also. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and read them out. I put 71. Ooh. I think yours way too low. I know uh, a prairie chicken can do 75. What? Yeah. I I, I was stuck between Dang. mid-80s, but I feel like I heard this, and I feel like that the, that the answer just blew my mind, that it was like, 110 like it was over 100 miles an hour so you put 110 yeah okay i was stuck i wanted to do 85 but i swear i actually heard about this and i was like what i was like disbelieving of it we'll see i was disbelieving of 66 is what i put so (laughs) the correct answer is 100 miles per hour 
Yeah. Thanks, oh, Elliot, my the winner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Congratulations. So the Red Breast from Merganser um, beat out the previous record holder, which was a canvas back, the Drake canvas back, and it was the clocked king. at flying 72 miles an hour. Mm, man. So one. I must have saw the canvas back post. Yeah, that's what I saw too. I that's said seventy one. Yeah. said seventy one. So, <laughs> congratulations, well, I, remember, I was always told that the prairie chicken was the fastest flying North American bird at seventy five, and then I remember when I saw that one, I was like disbelieving it because it was more than the prairie chicken. Hmm. <laughs> I would have never guessed a prairie chicken would fly that fast. I'm gonna be honest. They're fast, man. They. Come I always imagined them yeah. to be closer to like a pheasant. Never actually seen one, so like you know, yeah, I kind of imagine well, them fly like a chicken. They do look like a hen pheasant <laughs> in flight. Hmm. All right, Elliot, where would you like to send your or send the Duck Gun Podcast donation? Let's send it to send it over to the Missouri Delta. I've got some friends over there. Send it sure. to the can, uh, Missouri Delta chapter. Awesome. You can uh, link me up with their contact and. Uh, we'll get you that probably donation. Have it. Garrett, um, you probably have it. Probably. Yeah. I think he follows me as well. Mm -hmm. He's messaged me a few times here and there. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's actually thought it was he the same guy that was at the Rogers day mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great cool. dude. Cool. Good deal. Well, I appreciate you guys all jumping on here. Uh, honestly, this was a blast uh, as you know, <laughs> second time around. Uh, sorry. I put you through the ringer, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that my, my dad is like one of the best game players i know like whenever we get together for like family games or whatever he's like dominant so <laughs> these were just the wrong questions they were just, they were tough questions for uh for someone that doesn't i mean i don't know if we like what what you call it but we all talk to people from across the country all the time so we definitely have a little bit of an advantage there um and you know i think that zach actually came up with some tough questions yeah. tonight, so mm -hmm. yeah, this was a little tougher but, but yeah so i definitely appreciate you, you guys all coming it was a lot of fun. Um, let us know, guys, feedback. We'd love to hear your feedback on it. Um, we'll plan to keep doing these um, about once a month um, for the rest of the year. So uh, that's all we got for today, guys. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Elliot, if you want to find Elliot, you can find him over on the North American Waterfowl Podcast over there on Freelance Duck Hunting. He puts out top-tier content on both those. Anything else you'd like to add to that, Elliot? Nope. I just appreciate you having me on here. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. And Hunter as well on the duck gun podcast and big thanks to the MC of the wood duck wisdom trivia. Um, Zach Conrad. That's all we got for tonight. And we'll see you guys on the next one.